Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. What's up, you guys? Life. Life. I feel like this week in particular, my ADD has gotten out of control. Like, I feel like the Mm. projects are coming in. I feel like, you know, it's exciting momentum, but then it's like, okay, like, my brain just, like, shifts from one thing to another without, like, actually completing the previous thing. Are you guys... Focusing yeah, no, I'm definitely the same too. And now because it's like, it's kind of busy season, people are trying to wrap up projects before the holidays. And it's just a lot of castings and a lot of things going on that mentally, I also have ADHD. So like, I can't process and, you know, categorize and just organize myself. And I need to find a way to get better at organizing my thoughts, organizing my day, mm-hmm. and just my projects as well, because I'm so all over the place right now. Do you have a planner, Osh? Or like, do you write what you have to do during the day? I like, I split it between a planner where I write and then I have Google Calendar and then have notes on my phone. Everything's so scattered. And that's mm. just how my life is just so scattered that I need to find like the best planner for me, either digital or just, you know, writing. But I, I have I a know. note on my phone that I keep, which people always say is like a bad idea in case you lose your phone or whatever. But I feel like mm-hmm. with iCloud, it's mostly stored these days, which I love because I can be like looking at it multiple times throughout the day. And I feel like if I like make an appointment with somebody, it's so easy to just like write it down in my notes as opposed to like pulling out a notebook or something. Yeah, yeah. I just got a ginormous calendar this week that I'm super, super pumped about. And I think that's what I need. I've tried the phone thing. And for some reason, like, I'll just, I'll forget about it just as quickly as another browser window opens, you know? It's also Thanksgiving coming up this week, (sighs) which I feel like brings up weird feelings in general for some people, because not everybody has the easiest family dynamic, especially for people who are in relationships or not in relationships. Like I know sometimes for single people, like not bringing somebody home for the holidays feels awkward. Mm -hmm. Personally, for me in relationships, I always feel so much pressure that I don't bring Brian home for the holidays, not from my family, but like even recently in a conversation, I had a friend of a friend be like, oh, so when are you and Brian going to start doing holidays together? And I thought that was so annoying because like, everybody's reality looks different. And I I just want to, you know, give a shout out to everybody that there's not one normal for how the holidays should look for everybody. And that however the holidays are going to bring you the most enjoyment is how the holidays should be. I, I think do what you do, what you've been doing, do what works for you and for your relationship. And people are always going to stick their nose into your business. And, you know, like what's it to them if you guys are spending your holidays separate or together? 
he wants to spend holidays with his family. You want to spend it with yours. And I know that family is important to both of you guys. So it's like, it's kind of hard to split your time between both families, at least right now when, you know. Yeah. The other thing is that I'm a kid of divorce. So like, not only am I splitting my time, like between my family and Brian's family, but I'm splitting between like my two halves of family. So it already like throws a wrench in like, you know, if I were trying to pick between if I was going to Brian or mine, because then I'm picking between three different people. But yeah, I mean, you know, not to get into it, but I just wanted to say to everybody that I'm thinking of you and sending love to everybody because I know what it feels like like for the holidays to not have this, um, you know, normal cheery vibes all the time. Mm -hmm. My anxiety for Thanksgiving is centered around food. I don't know if we've ever talked Mm -hmm. about this, but I'm starting to talk about it more is that I've just had a lot of issues from growing up just centered around food and getting a lot of anxiety when people are around, um, you know, like eating or not eating and just being in this industry in general, ever since I moved to LA, you know, it's, I feel like there's been a certain pressure as a model to have a certain type of body and a certain type of look my agents are amazing and they've never said anything outwardly to me or they always promote body positivity but I just feel like this unspoken pressure from the industry and from everyone around me about eating and food and so my heart goes out to everyone who's also struggling with um, eating disorders and just you know anxiety surrounded by food at this time because it is a really sensitive time you know being surrounded by all these people and all this food and just it's all about the food for Thanksgiving. That's what I feel. Mm -hmm. So I am going to try to use my meditation techniques and all of my therapy techniques to try to get myself through the holidays with food. (laughs) But speaking of food and body positivity, that was so perfect because this is really was the topic for, thank you. That was the best (laughs) transition I've ever done. Um, (laughs) This is going to be the topic for today, just body positivity in relationships and out of relationships and just how to navigate and love yourself. I was going to say, I agree with you how the holidays, especially like Thanksgiving, when it's all about food, I think some challenges can also be when relatives are like, oh, why aren't you eating this? Or why aren't you eating that? Or, you know, it's like this expectation that it's like, you know, your plate has to be full. I struggled with like restricted bulimia back in high school. And I feel like being a competitive swimmer, seeing like body types that were not of my own and kind of like always thinking like, oh, what's, why don't I look like that? I'm doing the same thing. Like, that never really leaves a person. I mean, there are ways to cope. And thankfully, you know, there are um, resources that we can use in order to overcome those uh, thoughts. But um, yeah, it's a challenge. It can be really yeah. challenging uh, when like the expectation is just to eat as much as possible and, you know, love you know, the company. And of course, like family is uh, great to have, but yeah, I think one thing that I always think about in those moments is, you know, just like, how can I challenge myself to feel more, you know, confident in my body? And even on days that aren't related to Thanksgiving, you know, because like I said, it doesn't leave you. It doesn't leave me at least. No, right. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So what are some ways that um, you've been able to kind of like lift yourself up when those thoughts get kind of overwhelming? For me, you know, just working on appreciating the food and mindfulness. And um, that's what I've been working with my therapist when it has come to me just not loving my body. And it all, for me, it really does center around food. I feel like days that I overindulge is when I hate my body and I'm just really struggling. And so I've been trying to be really mindful and really grateful for 
the food and the nutrition and what it does for my body. Another thing is looking in the mirror and pointing out everything that you love about yourself, even if you don't, just making a habit of being like, wow, I really love this part of my body. I really love my hips. I love my arms, you know, and just going through each part of the body that you don't like and just being really grateful for it, um, that it works, you know, that we have these limbs that work and we're healthy and we're, we're okay. Totally. Yeah. I think the power of thought is so intense that just yeah. thinking those things and telling yourself that and like getting into a good practice of being in front of the mirror and like making it like almost a daily ritual. Yeah, I agree. It's like magic how it works because I mean, then you start to believe it and then you feel it and then you own it. And mm -hmm. it comes, yeah. you're taking your own uh, body image in your own hands, which is great. Yeah. yeah, I want to thank both of you for sharing that because I feel like that's such a brave thing to share both of your, you know, challenges with overcoming that. And I feel like we've all dealt with things similar to this just because of the society and the generation that we grew up in. For me, I feel like I used to struggle with not being enough, like not skinny enough to be successful in acting, not skinny enough to be in a relationship. And for me, it's weird because I grew up being a little bit overweight when I was a kid. And then I pretty much like suddenly lost baby weight. And then after that became like a little bit, I don't want to say like too skinny, but I was definitely like the person that people worried about in school mm -hmm. when that wasn't warranted. And that wasn't fun either. Like hearing rumors about being bulimic or anorexic, you know, like either side was not a fun side to be on. And I agree with you completely. Like it, it never really leaves you. And I think that it's a tricky thing when we start to enter relationships, um, carrying with that trauma around food and eating, because it never really leaves you. And you know, there's always the saying that like, when you enter a relationship, you always gain weight, because you're like going out to dinner more, you become more comfortable with the person. And I've always thought about that. And when I was single, I feel like that used to freak me out, because I tied weight so much to six success. Mm. But I think like, as I've gotten older, I think that's sort of a beautiful saying, because it also means that you're comfortable with who you're with, right? Like, you're not so much worrying about what you look anymore. And you're more just worrying about enjoying your time with that person, even if that means like eating a few extra cupcakes, <laughs> or donuts in Alejandro's case. Or donuts in case, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. But what have you guys done to help yourself? Um, get over these insecurities in relationships? I think in relationships, how I've been able to overcome it is just being honest, you know, sharing the difficulties that I may or may not be having on that particular day or whatever. It, it's already enough that it eats at mm -hmm. me. And to be able to like voice it, it's a form of release that is super helpful. And to share that with someone that I'm intimate with, like my boyfriend, it's just really helpful to have someone who's understanding and supportive and is able to kind of like, not necessarily tell me like, oh no, da, 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 but just like, you know, help coach more positive thinking rather than allowing that like dwindling of uh, negative self-image. For me, it's taking a compliment. Mm -hmm. I never could take compliments, especially in relationships when they would compliment me, I would feel really, really weird. I get really like insecure and just weirded out by compliments. Like I could never take a compliment because I didn't truly believe that it was true. Definitely thought they were lying to me just to, you know, get something out of me or make me feel, I don't know. Like it just, I just didn't feel like they were being honest. And I truly didn't believe that I was beautiful enough to 
receive those compliments. And so now, I mean, I'm not in a relationship, but if I, you know, I am dating someone, then I do let myself truly, or even with my friends, my friendships, like really do take the compliment and, you know, like believe that compliment and try to repeat that compliment to myself and just make sure that I know that I'm beautiful or I'm worthy or, or whatever it is that I'm not feeling. Well, Ash, I just wanted to say that I think it's so powerful that you're sharing this, especially as a model, because I feel like there's so many people who compare themselves to you. And, you know, so many people who look at you and be like, I want to look like her. And like, I say that about you all the time, like you are the most beautiful person I know inside and out. And I, I fully mean that. And I feel like it's so validating but also I feel like people can really identify with you sharing that Mm -hmm. and I think it's important that you say that because I think it shows us that like no matter how successful you are no matter if your face is in Sephora or on AMC we Mm -hmm. all go through these similar thought processes except the compliment okay I love (laughs) you thank you (laughs) I will accept that compliment and repeat it to myself before I go to bed (laughs) I guess on on that note, do you think that you need to develop this confidence within yourself before you can enter a relationship? And I want to take that further and say, do you think that you need to have this confidence before you even get on a dating app? I, for me, I think it can happen simultaneously. I mean, my last toxic relationship was very toxic and he, that's where I lost all my confidence. You know, he definitely broke me down and made me feel like I was the ugliest human being ever. It took me six months to build my confidence back up and I'm still, obviously I'm not there, but I think it can happen simultaneously. Like you can heal um, while you are also getting back out there because I think getting back out there is another form of healing. Dating, getting that experience, talking to people and just like mingling and interacting with other human beings that you could be attracted to. I think that is another part of healing and building up your confidence too. I'm really glad you said that because my immediate reaction was just, no, you need to work on yourself before you put yourself out there and seek, you know, Mm. some sort of like coping mechanism from that. But what you said is perfect because it is a form of healing to obviously do the self-work, but then to, you know, take a chance. Yeah. To develop that confidence that way. That's, thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. But but uh, that being said, I, I do not like dating people who are super insecure about themselves because sometimes those insecurities, like it's okay to be insecure. Everyone's insecure. That's fine. But when you let those insecurities take over your, your you know, your dating life and just your life in general, it's just not product- productive to anyone and anyone's healing. I've dated a lot of insecure guys and it's just been really toxic. Yeah. I thought about this a lot because... I'm not sure that when you've gotten over a breakup and you're working on building your confidence that you ever really know that you're ready. Like, is there a moment where you're like, yeah, I truly love myself now and and I'm truly ready to get out there and nobody can hurt me? Because like, I could say that to you today that I have inner peace and that I'm grounded with who I am. But then tomorrow I could go on my Instagram and start comparing myself to somebody on Instagram and and hurt that side of me. Like, I think it is sort of a work in progress, which is why I agree with you, Ash, that I think it's really difficult to say like, now I've developed everything because we do encounter these people who tear us down and it's hard to avoid and you're never really prepared um, because, you know, narcissists are disguised all the time. No matter how ready you feel, the world always has something different for you. Oh, yeah. 
It's like when I said, um, we talked about attachment and how I said that I can go from anxious attachment to avoidant just based on who I'm dating. And when I am in that anxious, it's when, you know, I'm surrounding myself with people who are just tearing you down and not giving you enough love or support that you need. And on that note, how how would you and how have you in the past for both of you gone about dating somebody who is struggling with loving themselves? I have just been, I mean, I know I've been there and I am still there. So I've just been really supportive. I will encourage to go, you know, to the gym and work out, take fun workout classes or cook really healthy meals together. But because I have my own set of issues, it's been hard for me to not cross a line of like instigating or, you know, like enabling their issues, like making them turn into like having an eating disorder. So it's been really hard for me to kind of navigate that. Mm-hmm. I think listening is really helpful when it comes to supporting mm-hmm. someone who's struggling with loving their body. Because, you know, I've had instances where I've tried giving compliments as a way to help the other person overcome whatever thoughts they may be having. But the reaction was just like, yeah, that, that didn't really sit well. So it's like, okay, note it. Then you know, another tactic was just honestly, like leading by example, showing that, you know, whether it be the types of food that I'm eating, or the physical activities that I was trying to get involved in, I was letting that kind of be like, uh, I guess, the mechanism of support. Because, you know, on one hand, it's like, I'm always wanting to like, try and jump in and help and find a solution. But then on the other, it's like, that this particular topic, this particular journey is for everyone on their own. And, you know, as much as we want to help another person, we also kind of have to back off and let them decide what is the best way for them to cope. And sometimes we just got to be the best version of ourselves as an example, not as an example, but just as a way of like moving forward and just, you know, hoping that at least that example is, uh, a form of uh, positive reinforcement that, you know, there is love for their body and for our body. And, you know, we can move forward in a positive direction. I feel like I've dated on either side. Like, I think I've been the insecure one. And I think I've dated, particularly in high school, I dated somebody who was very insecure. And when I was the insecure one, I feel like it was not pleasant for either of us because I was seeking so much validation from that person and I'm not sure we talked about this a little bit like how would you want to be comforted when you are feeling insecure and I think that it goes differently for different people like at that time I think I wanted to be validated and I wanted to hear what I wanted to hear as opposed to you know the truth or like I remember hearing like logic, like, well, if you're not like feeling good about yourself, then why don't you do something about it? Like get a personal trainer or get a nutritionist. And I don't think that at the time I was ready to hear that yet, that like, if I'm not feeling good about myself, then you can take it into your own hands. And I think later on, I was ready to hear that. And then I think I did develop more confidence by taking that into my own hands. And also I think you know, developed a better mental state also. But when I dated somebody who was very insecure, it was also very unpleasant for both of us because I felt like there was nothing I could really do to make them truly feel validated. Because as we mentioned, like it it really does have to come from yourself. Like a relationship can't give you that self-confidence. 
And I remember like one of the things that was the most difficult for me was that like if we would go to like a social gathering together, they would feel like deeply insecure around my friends. And it would be hard for me to like stay back with them and like make them feel comforted the entire time rather than holding their hand throughout the whole thing because I wanted to be social and like with my friends you know the moral of the story is that you really just have to meet people where they are and I think like you said Alejandro listening but also asking like how can I help you best here? If you are ready and if you're in a position that you want to do something about these insecurities and you want to, you know, exercise more or you want to eat healthier, then we can do that. Or if you just want to be validated, because I think being validated is okay too, because like, you know, there's not one body that's like perfect for everybody. Not everybody needs to exercise and eat healthy to feel good about themselves. That's not like the the end all be all for everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think if you just want your partner to say like, I love you how you are and you're beautiful to me just the way you are, then that's great too. And your partner should love you like that too. Yeah, I thousand percent agree that not everyone needs to hear, well, if you want to do something about it, then let's go to the gym, like go work out, Mm -hmm. go get a nutritionist. I think there's a time and place for conversations like that. And maybe what you needed to hear was, I love you or you're perfect the way you are or let's go on a walk and appreciate nature and you know yeah. like let's appreciate what our body can do for us and um, love our body the way it is and appreciate it that it can walk and it can breathe and and just function at a basic human level yes yeah. I love these positive reinforcements just with the power of <laughs> also get a dog because you will be outside all the time and you have nothing to think about except this dog pulling you okay. and you're getting your steps in and it's freezing cold in Philadelphia right now and I have nothing to think about except my dog pulling me and just begging <laughs> him to poop so um, I would also recommend that as a way to get yourself out of your own head <laughs> Well, shall we get into this letter so we can address a damsel with uh, similar questions? A thousand percent. All right. So we have, dear damsels, I've always had body dysmorphia, but have never seen a therapist or anyone about it. Going on dates has always been hard for me because I spend hours trying to find something to wear that makes me look skinny. I always psych myself out because I think I'm too big. I recently started seeing someone who mentioned that he likes confident girls, which I am not. We haven't hooked up yet because I have been stalling, but this weekend he invited me to his parents' cabin and I know he's expecting to hook up. I want to, but I don't want him to see me naked. I've been trying to work out like crazy this week, but nothing I do will make me skinny in time. Do I have an honest conversation with him or will that make him less attracted to me because I lack confidence? Please help. Love, can we have sex with the lights off? No, don't have sex with the lights off. There's a <laughs> song that comes to mind. Honestly, it's by Tiana Taylor, uh, Hurry. It's with Kanye West. It's honestly such a beautiful, sensual song. Like, if if uh, you, listener slash letter writer, are into music at all and find you know, boosts in any form by listening to music. Please check this song out and hum it to yourself. It is so powerful and such a good way to just, again, think about good thoughts or bring good thoughts to yourself. I think the part that hurts me in this is 
the operative word skinny. It's not because like, I don't feel like I look good or because like I'm confident in myself. It's just about being skinny. And I think that we spend too much time trying to be skinny. And I think that you would feel so much better if you just thought about like, how am I feeling and what makes me feel good as opposed to just trying to attain one type of body type. It's just, it's really hard to set a goal for yourself like that. But while you're on your way of trying to feel good about yourself, you might uncover something that makes you feel so much better about yourself than trying to achieve the goal of being skinny. And, and I just worry for you that you're going to miss um, this really fun parents cabin weekend um, and this fun situation with this person um, all because you're worried about that. And uh, I mean, if this person is inviting you to, your, to their parents cabin, then they already like you. And if they like confident girls, then you are a confident girl because they like you enough to be inviting you to that situation. So it seems to me that you have nothing to worry about. And I think you can try every strategy in the world, but nothing looks better on a person than being happy and feeling good about themselves. And um, yeah. I think the most confident thing you can do is to be honest with yourself and honest with the person that you're dating. And if he doesn't see your honesty as confidence, then you know that's, that's his own problem. He's missing out on a really confident chick because I think the bravest thing you can do is tell the truth. I totally agree with you. Like I second that to the 10th power because yeah, I mean, do I have an honest conversation with him or will that make him less attracted to me? If the honesty makes him less attracted to you, then like, bye, you know, like bye that, that should just like end it right there. But the other thing, you know, since this is a parent trip, like I don't, I wouldn't expect that like, to, like passionate love making is going to be on the agenda because I mean hello like it doesn't seem like the um the weekend for that but hey yeah all the games you gonna be playing girly are in the board games <laughs> scrabble monopoly <laughs> yeah you should be practicing that not worried about this <laughs> But yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's really brave that this person sent us this letter. I think you called yourself out at the beginning that you haven't seen a therapist or talked about this with anybody before, which, you know, I'm going to advocate for therapy. I think that that would be incredibly helpful to you. And I guess I just want to add that as society progresses, so many different body types are attractive like it's not like we're not in the twiggy phase anymore mm. where that one body type was what everybody wanted and wanted to be I look at good American I look at runway modeling um even something navy like all of these brands are starting to make different sizes for so many different types of body types and if even if you look on the runway it's not just like stick skinny anymore I went to a uh, supermodels unlimited uh anniversary party recently and the models that they had on on their stage were totally different shapes and sizes and colors and orientations so I just think it's important that you know you open your eyes a little bit and realize the most attractive thing about you is your personality this person already likes you enough so don't ruin that by being so worried about what you look like well, on that note, you guys, this has been another amazing episode of Damsels in the DMs. It has all been. the turkey. Are you probably, by the time this comes out, you will have eaten all the turkey. So yes, I hope you please. really enjoyed your turkey and your pie. And do you guys eat mac and cheese on Thanksgiving? Uh, We're uh, making mac and cheese. 
Awesome. Okay, I'm a huge mac and cheese person. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, quick fire. Everybody's favorite side at Thanksgiving? Mac and cheese and Cornbread. Mac and cheese. Oh my God, this is funny, Osh, that you say that because there's a battle going on in my family because there's too much cornbread being made. Oh, well, yeah, we're gonna have a cat fight. This oh. time, which is a little different. So I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it, but I think it's gonna be yummy regardless. But I'm more of the cornbread um, person, so. Okay, well, uh, thank you for coming on this tangent with us, everybody. <laughs> and on that note, it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. <laughs> Go ahead, Ash. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Yep. It's not a big deal if we talk over each other. It ain't gonna be perfect. Nothing on this podcast is perfect. <laughs> We're not perfect. No one's perfect. That's the moral of this episode, okay? <laughs> it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.